Welcome to the Epiphany Movement podcast. To learn more about the Epiphany Movement, visit us online at epiphanymovement.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Drake Nelson and is a continuation of the series, Pillars. astronomical phenomenon, some kind of a astro- astrological occurrence that, that led these magi from the east all the way to Bethlehem. Matthew chapter 2 says it's something like this. It says, about the same time some of these wise men from the east eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking the question, well, where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. And you would think that if the story was all a hoax, you would think if the story was all made up, that the astronomers of the day actually would have squashed that theory by now, that they would have all come to the conclusion that this is a giant hoax. But actually, astronomers of the day have postulated a different outcome and a different result to which we look into the constellation Leo. Any kids in here know what Leo means? Leo the the lion. And if you look into the constellation of the lion, you see this one star that astronomers say was the very star that lit the sky the night the Magi traveled from the eastern lands. It's a star called Regulus. That's about what I thought the first time I heard of Regulus. Regulus is an amazing star. In fact, not only is Regulus the star that many astronomers think is the one that lit the night sky, it is one of the brightest, if not the brightest sky that we can see in the heavens tonight and tomorrow night because it is still shining very bright. Regulus is, um, it is very, very, very large. In fact, like here's a picture, if you will, of the star Regulus. That's a picture down here at the bottom. Here's a picture of the star in its entirety. And then the next picture is Regulus compared to the size of our sun. It's some three times larger in diameter than even our sun is. This star is huge. In fact, there are about a million Earths that will fit into our sun. And there are over three million Earths that will fit into this one star called Regulus. It's a very, very large star. In fact, let me um, even explain this a little bit further. It is so big. That if earth was the size of a football, it is football season, it would fill this entire sanctuary up with earth. 
with footballs three times. That's how big this one star is. But not only is this star incredibly big, it is also, it is not the biggest star that we have. It is just a star that we know of and that the astronomers postulate possibly was the star that lit up the way. But not only is it big, it's also really, 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 really bright. Let me ex explain this to you. Regulus is about 288 times brighter than our sun. 288 times hotter than our sun, this star is. And it is burning all the time. And light travels, I don't know if you know this about light, but light travels 186,000 miles per second. That's really fast. It's so fast, in fact, that one beam of light can make it around the earth in one second. Seven times. That's faster than some of you drove up blackjack coming here this morning. 5.88 trillion miles is how fast light travels in one year. 5.88 trillion miles, which I dare you to try to do on your little calculator at the house. 5.88 trillion miles is the distance that one light year is, which is how far light travels in one year. And this dude right here, it's 288 times hotter. Regulus is a really cool star. It's a, uh, it's a binary star. I don't know if you know anything about a binary. Binary star means this. From Earth and even in a telescope, the star, it looks like it is, it is one star. It's one bright star. But binary, it is actually in the midst of it all. Two separate stars that have combined together to form one star. And one of those stars is called Regulus A. Well, what is the other star called? Regulus B. You would think that these people could have come up with a better name than that. It reminds me of the Mexican firefighter who named his two children Jose and Jose B. Not very good at naming. And so Regulus A, we know it is a blue-white main B star. And Regulus B is a white dwarf star. Now, a little bit about a white dwarf star. A white dwarf star has not always been a white dwarf star. A white dwarf star becomes a white dwarf star. No star is born a dwarf star. It has to become a, a, a dwarf star. And the same thing is true for many in here today. You are not born with a good work ethic. You become a person that has a good work ethic. You're not born the smartest kid in the class, but you study and you become smarter. And so this star, it started to become and change into a dwarf star. And this is what astronomers postulate as this possibly was the possibility. What happened is at one point, uh, Regulus A and Regulus B were both white 
blue, white, mane, bee stars. And, and what happened is they were so close together that Regulus B sucked some of the heat away from Regulus A. This is happening every second, every day in the known universe, by the way. It sucked some of the heat out from the white, blue, mane, bee star of Regulus B. And it became, in that moment, so hot and so bright that it turned in that moment into a white dwarf star and in that moment it actually burned four to five hundred percent brighter than it is in our night sky today just for a short period of time until it burnt off and now we see it in our night sky today regulus Regulus, And not only that, actually, Regulus, you know, you think about how big the star is, and then you think, well, not only is it big, but it's also really, 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 really bright. Not only that, but when you really think about Regulus, you think about how far away it is from the planet Earth. Regulus is 77 light years away from planet Earth. Now, once again, light traveling 186,000 miles per second, 5.88 trillion miles in one year. And this dude is 77 light years away from Earth. And I know you are all smart in here. You are all very, very ahead of the game. But let me just like map this out for you. The light that was in Bethlehem left Regulus left the constellation of the lion 77 years before it ever got to the darkness and in the night sky that allowed the shepherds to look up and see it. 77 years before it would have already left. And God had already sent the light needed to light up the sky of Bethlehem. 77 years before the Magi saw it. 77 years before Mary ever knew that she needed it. And the same is true in your life today. In the very same way, long before you made a mess of your life, long before you ever failed or ever succeeded, long before your best day or your very worst day, long before you failed or long before you had faith or you rejected, long before God had already sent the light of Christmas headed your way. And I was thinking about this like this, Drake, there may be someone in here that says, Drake, that's all well and good, but that's not really what I need to know right now. What I need to know right now is that can God help me today? Can God help me in this moment? Can God help me at this present time? I need help now. I've, I've really drank myself into a hole or I've dug myself a pit or I've walked into a tomb. I've done some really, really bad things in my life and I really need to know can God rescue me now? And I think the answer comes in form of a picture. And here it is. You say, Drake, what is that? That is a 16-cell human embryo on the end of a safety pin. 
at incredible magnifications. And in one moment, Jesus left from heaven and traveled all the way and became 50% Mary's DNA, 50% Joseph's DNA, meshed together in one moment, left heaven and came fully man and fully God in one moment. And just as Jesus left heaven and came to earth, in one moment, he will meet you wherever you are in here tonight or today, this morning. He will love you. He will walk you through some things. He will do life with you. And even if you feel like you are too far from God, I just want you to know that he is never too far from you. I love the way John, I love the way John puts it. John puts it so wonderfully as he opens up the fourth gospel. He says this. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God. And the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. And life brought, and his life brought light into the world. Brought light into the world. Do you know what a picosecond is? Anybody know what a picosecond is? A picosecond is the amount of time it takes a beam of light to go through the iris of your eye. A very split moment in one picosecond, God can meet you and he can bring his light to you. You know, There was a, uh, uh, a guy by the name of Regimen Fezzedin. I don't know if you've ever read much about Regimen Fezzedin. You probably haven't. He was an engineer on the staff of Thomas Edison. 1906, this guy by the name of Regimen Fezzedin started playing around with something that he was going to call in that moment the AM radio, to which... All my young people in here say, what is AM radio? That is radio you listen to in the morning. And he started to play around with the dials and with the radio. And what was it? It was used before. He is actually the one that invented the AM radio. But and when he first invented it, it was used for cruise ships so that, so that they could communicate with each other, a way of communication. Now, you could not talk with your voices on these things. All you could do is communicate with Morse code. Anybody know Morse code in here? Tap, 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 I don't know what I just said, but if I offended you, I'm sorry. And Regiment Fezzedin got 
a hold of the AM radio and he didn't, you know, post a Facebook page about it or he didn't tweet about it or, or, you know, say something on Instagram. No. However, he walks up to the AM radio and he had been playing with it for a while and finally got to where he thought that he could transmit an actual voice on the radio for, for, for just an experiment. And he grabs the microphone and he opens his Bible on Christmas Eve, December 24th, 1906, and he turns to Luke chapter 2, what Catherine read this morning. And as he turns to Luke chapter 2, he begins to read, and he reads this. He reads, Glory to God in the highest of heavens, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And now this in the context is being sung by millions of angels in the night sky. And I just wondered when I was reading this, were they singing by themselves? Was it just the angels or was somebody else singing alone in this whole process? And then I came upon this. I don't know if you know this or not. But a little while ago, we, and you're paying for this, by the way, your tax dollars are going to it, so I hope you know it. And if you don't, I hope you at least appreciate it. They aimed the radio telescope at Regulus. And here's what they got back. A radio telescope, by the way, is basically a a very, very loud microphone. A very, very sensitive microphone that can listen to whatever it is light years away. And as they aimed it at Regulus, it took more than a year to get it back. But when it finally got it back, astronomers were stunned. This is what they heard. This is the sound Regulus is making in the night sky. really cool sound. I hope you appreciate that sound. Let's see what we got here. It said, do you want to use this microphone jack? I put don't use instead of use. You would think. Okay, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Maybe. Oh, that would make so much more sense. Here's the sound that it made. And as these astronomers aimed the radio telescope, this is what they got back. But remember I told you that Regulus was not only 
a it was a binary star consisting of what regulus a and regulus b one being a blue white main b star and the other being a white dwarf star and so that is the white blue main b star here's what the dwarf star sounds like And then I turned to Psalm 148, and here's what I read. I read, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him from the skies, praise him all of his angels, praise him all the armies of heaven, praise him the sun and the moon, praise him all of you twinkling stars. And so I wonder if Regulus A and Regulus B, they say, hey, hey, do y'all hear the angels singing? Hey, a million angels are singing over there on earth. Hey, we need to start making some noise. We need to start praising God. And so we put them together and they just said hey we're gonna praise y'all praises we're gonna praise at the very same time and I thought well I, I wonder what else was praising God on that night amen and so I, I said well maybe a sheep was what do you think maybe and so I added, I added that little dude in here, and it sounds something like this. And then I flipped over in Psalm 148, and it reads like this. Praise him, all of the wild animals, and all of the livestock. And so I just wonder if the sheep said, hey, do y'all hear that? I hear a bunch of angels. Uh, oh, oh, is that Regulus A and Regulus B up in the stars making all that racket? Well, if they're going to praise God, let me just get in here and praise God. I can't miss out. And so then I thought, well, I wonder what else was going on. Well, here is the sound of a nightingale. Now, a nightingale is pretty cool. A nightingale, hence the name Nightingale, it only sings at night. You're so smart. It only sings at night. Now, why does it sing at night? Does anybody know this? It wants to find a girlfriend. Two o'clock in the morning, you'll hear this little dude out there. On your window, you'll be so aggravated. Some girl, some girl nightingale, please come and make this guy shut up. But I started reading an L.A. Times article on the nightingale, and it was so interesting when I started to read it. It said this, in the L.A. Times, the nightingale sings at the midnight hour, not 
out of joy, but out of desperation. And I thought, I wanted to become like this nightingale. I wanted to be able to offer praises to God, not only in midday, not only when my life is going good, but at the very worst moments of my life, I want to be able to say, I'm in desperation, but I will offer praises to God. I wanted to become like this nightingale. And I wonder if the nightingale got wind of Psalm 148 to where the verse after says this. It says, praise him from the skies above. Praise him every small bird in the air. And the nightingale said, Y'all hear the sheep? Y'all hear the angels? Y'all hear the stars? The last thing I want to show you is uh, is this dude right here. Anybody know what that is? say, Drake, why did you add this guy in here? Well, I just wanted to say that there was room, even for people like me that can't sing, to praise God, even if you sound like a whale. We don't want you in the choir, but <laughs> there's always room for you. And then in Psalm 148, it says this right here. It says, praise the Lord. From the earth, all you creatures of the ocean. And so once again, I just wonder if the oceans, I mean, if the whales are saying, hey, I hear the nightingale and I hear the sheep and I hear the stars and I hear all of the millions of angels praising God. Let me just get in to this praise session real quick. However they sound. And here is what all of these creatures were doing in a moment. And I thought just to put them all together, wonder what they must sound like. Wonder what it must be like to be sitting on the throne of God and hearing all of these creatures all of a drop of a hat or a cry of a baby or that flapping of a butterfly's wings. Wonder, wonder what it's like for Jesus and God to be sitting on the throne and listening to everything, sing praises to him so much so that Jesus went and he was walking to be crucified and he said, are you, and somebody asked him, are you going to let all these people praise you? And Jesus said, well, if they don't, the rocks will. And so I just kind of, I just kind of took it upon myself and to uh, add Regulus back in there, Regulus A. And then really to add Regulus B back in there. And uh, you're under the sheet. How could you forget the nightingale? And then you got the killer whale. I'm gonna add uh, another star. This is uh, the next star I'm gonna add. It's called a Bella Pulsar. If you know anything about a Bella Pulsar, a Bella Pulsar spins 11 times on its axis. That did not impress anybody on here. Okay, here we go. Okay, 
Um, you try that when you get home and spend 11 times on your axis, and you tell me you'll be impressed at the Bella Pulsar, okay? It's spinning really, really, really fast. And here's what it sounds like. I'll give you a, uh, I'll turn everything off so you can hear.
sing along with the stars and whales and Regulus A and Regulus B and Nightingale. Seventy-seven years before they ever even knew, God had already seen. And God is here this morning waiting on you. Waiting for you to accept the invitation to join along in the praise. And the opportunity is available to you today. The offering is on the table today. And I love how we read John 1 earlier about at the at, at before everything already there was Jesus the light of the world and the New Testament author he says this writing in the New Testament he says before the foundations of the world were even laid the son of God the lamb of God had already been slain and so if you think you've run too far from God or sinned too much or have gone too fast or if you think that you are somehow have dug yourself a hole. I just want to remind you, have you ever heard of the fire revival? When Shadrach and Meshach were in the fire and Jesus came in the fire with them. And maybe if you haven't heard of that, maybe you've heard, I don't know, of the three days revival where Jesus Christ himself laid in a for this Christmas season, God. We thank you that you sent your son here to earth and in one moment became fully man and fully God. 